Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What's wrong with you people? How do y'all feel this morning? Why do you always make me define what you meant? What? That's how I feel. I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. Hello and welcome to the Reformatory, the podcast for the local church by the local church. My name is Josh Loftus and I am the preaching pastor at Port Gardner Church in Everett, Washington. And I am Jack Berry, a deacon at Resurrection Church in Tacoma, Washington. Tacoma, Washington. Dude, I, so the only, in all honesty, ever since, well, okay. Since, Is this your since, let's hate on Tacoma rant again? No, I, I've never, I've never done that ever in my life, ever. I would never do that. But I have to say, um, since before meeting you, the only, like, the only thing that came to my mind uh, when thinking about Tacoma was the Tacoma Dome. State Wrestling Championships. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Always. Yep. Because, you know, the state championships for wrestling. Uh, And do they still do the football ones there, too? Uh, I can't remember. the football ones were there. I I don't think. I think that they have had them in the past before, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, the the state wrestling championships are held at the Tacoma Dome. Mm -hmm. And uh, every time I'd pass through Tacoma, I would just get a knot in my stomach. Because it would remind me. (laughs) It would remind me of wrestling, and it would like trigger some sort of like anxiety attack <laughs> because I'm like, oh, that's odd. <laughs> okay, yeah, like I'd stare at the Toma Dome, and I would just be like, that is just that's just a ball of stress. Oh. It's the stress dome. That's all it is. Uh, you wrestled in high school, didn't you? Yeah, and I've yeah. I I went to the Tacoma Dome like several different times, not as like a participant in the state tournament, but like it was always. I felt like the Tacoma Dome was kind of like the Coliseum per se. It is so like that, and people calling for your blood. Yeah, it's like very, yeah. um, very Roman esque to a certain us. degree. Yeah, yeah. But no, I never had that. I always looked at it as like very kind of glorious and yeah, yeah. Do you miss anything from high school? <laughs> Do I? <laughs> honest uh... question. Honest question. When you think back, when you think back to high school. Like freshman through senior year, like do you do you miss? Because I'll be I'll be completely honest with you. I think back to those years, and I have a very difficult time uh, 
mm-hmm. thinking of something that I'm like, oh man, I wish, I wish I could get that back. Like I, hmm. there isn't really anything about my high school years that I think back to. I'm like, you know, those those were the days. You know, I'm not going to be the guy sitting on his porch like, yeah, like back in the glory days when I was uh, playing football for the Tenasket Tigers. You're uh, uh, you're cranking Bruce Springsteen. Glory yeah, days. exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, yeah. No, I don't. Is there anything like that for you, man? You know, uh, well, honestly, probably not. Um. I can't think of anything specific. I think that, I mean, all those years I was not a believer. Sure. And so there's kind sure. of like, I don't know, I wouldn't say there's regret, but I think there's like remorse for not falling after Christ in those years and stuff like that. And sure. so that's very difficult. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, I don't I don't think of it as like, there's not anything I really necessarily miss or anything like that. Right. So Now, now so you... How many years did you wrestle? I started wrestling when I was in the third grade, so around eight years old. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And you wrestled all the way through high school? Yeah. I wrestled all the way through from third grade all the way through elementary. I did tournaments around the state and then uh, middle school and high school. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I started in fifth grade. Yeah. So I was a couple of years, couple of years behind you and yeah, wrestled all the way through. Um, I, I, I will say that there are... There are lessons that I learned specifically in wrestling mm-hmm. that I do appreciate. Yeah. You know, like wrestling taught me like mental toughness. It taught me how to lose. Mm-hmm. It taught me how to lose really well because that was primarily what I did. <laughs> I remember the first couple years where I did tournaments. They called them little guy tournaments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember the first tournament I was in, I think it was at Royal City. Royal the, City, the Royal Tournament? Royal City, Washington. Yes. Dude, the Royal Tournament, I, up until my senior year, I was deathly afraid of the Royal Tournament because they brought it every year. I got ah. third my senior year. Oh. I was really happy. But the Royal Tournament, it was it sticks out in my head as like, that's the tournament that- I think I was in fourth grade when I had my first Ugh. wrestling tournament and I got thrashed. Yeah. I'm talking, I got thrown. Yeah. Over and over <laughs> and over. You didn't and, learn. And over. You didn't learn. It was Dude, the same move. That that tournament, I got pummeled. Yeah. And I just remember my mother, <laughs> God rest her soul, she was up in the stands just like looking like uh, somebody is sacrificing her son on the altar and yeah. just like chopping him up into bits, you know? Dude, it hits moms something fierce. Like my mom, I've never seen her so stressed. Yeah. Like when when we wrestled, like it does a toll on it's like it's like parent abuse. Mm-hmm. It's what it is, what it is. It really is. It takes a certain kind of parent to be totally chill and cool when your kid is out there getting their rear end oh, yeah. handed to oh, them yeah, dude. by another dude. Oh yeah. Uh it 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 yeah, it takes a toll. It takes a toll on you. My dad, um, my dad wrestled for. Um, let's see, my dad wrestled for a guy who's in the wrestling, the National Wrestling Hall of Fame. Right on. Um, yeah, his name's um, Mike Malkovich. Oh He's yeah, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. So him and his sons. My dad was under their kind of tutelage at Maple Heights. They're legit. Ohio. They're legit. And um, man. 
I just remember my dad kind of talking about those were the glory days and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, I kind of had that in my back in the back of my head. Um, you're kind of like pseudo Creed Jr. Right. <laughs> when yeah. you get stories yeah. like that told to you all the time. It's true. Um, so yeah, that was that was always something that was brought up. And then there was a ton of other guys who were um, Kevin Jackson. Uh, I went to a camp where Kevin okay. Jackson was doing stuff at North Idaho College and stuff yeah. like that. And so there was a ton of guys that you knew about within the wrestling community and nobody knows them right. outside of that. Right. I think everybody, the only people anybody knows who's famous in the wrestling community is like maybe like Chael Sanderson. The Sandersons are big. And um, then uh, yeah. Kurt Angle. Kurt, yep, yep, Kurt Angle. And Angle's that's big. about it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, so I wrestled under Dave Mitchell. And he is a Hall of Fame coach as well. Just f- phenomenal. Like all, all f- three of his sons, state champs. Mm-hmm. One of them went all four years, yeah. state champ. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal wrestling coach. Just and and a genu- like genuinely an awesome dude. Mm-hmm. Not a believer. I mean, he's one of those guys where he's not a believer, but the Lord used him to teach me so much stuff. Yeah, like I learned so much through w- working under Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't a phenomenal wrestler by any stretch of the means. Yeah, but. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I I do. I there are aspects. You know, I I will take back my original statement. There are aspects. Now that I'm thinking about it, there are aspects of specifically wrestling that I do miss. Mm-hmm. I, I miss that 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 camaraderie. I think that's there. I think I but, got uh, that. I think I got that camaraderie in the army to a certain degree. Oh, that's so true. That's, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, why yeah. it's yeah. I don't miss it as much per yeah. se. But nothing is worse. So after I after I finished uh, high school, I, I did a little bit of coaching. Mm-hmm. I helped coach uh, the Little League and then the middle school, and then I did a little bit in high school as well. Um, and then I did some refereeing for the Little Leagues. Oh, yeah. Holy smokes. <laughs> there is nothing worse. So, the, so a couple eps ago, it might have been last time, I don't know, we talked about like... Like Russian fundamentalists getting in your face. <laughs> the only thing that rivals that are wrestling moms. Oh yeah, especially the little league oh wrestling gosh. moms. They are crazy. Yeah. Like if you make a bad call, or heaven forbid, you you in some way, in some way offend them with a call that you make, yeah. or not calling something serious enough, they are they are on the mat. They are on the mat yelling at you. Yep. And I, I have thrown <laughs> multiple people off my mat. And I've, the only time, like, I'm, I'm a pretty jovial guy. Mm-hmm. I don't really, like, it takes a lot to get a rise, at least publicly. Those were the only times that I can think of, like, in my life. And you'd have to ask my family, but where I had outbursts of like yelling in someone's face, like telling, like, get off my mat. <laughs> wow. They crazy. Yeah. Literally, literally da- moms and dads, yeah. like in any sport, wrestling, baseball, fill in the gap, little league parents, y'all need to chill. Y'all need to chill. Let your kids play. It ain't the Olympics. Yeah. They ain't going for some gold medal against like Yugoslavia. Nope. It's Little League. Watch out, those my people. It's Little League. (laughs) It's Little League. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, I can I can tend to dwell on that. Oh, you know, there are times I dwell on that, and I think like, oh man, like it's probably not good to like relive those memories and things like that. You know what I'm saying? I remember I was running. I think the only time that if I ever want to relive, I was running for senior class president in high school. Of course you were. And I was on the soccer team. 
and we were we were down in like Wapato, I think. Oh yeah. yeah. And they were counting the votes. Yeah. And I got somebody on their flip phone on their flip phone called up one of the other guys on the team and was like, "Hey, tell Jack he lost by 3 votes." Oh, crushed. Dang, man. Crushed. That hurts. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> lost out. You lost out on political fame. I like know, the, right? that that could have changed your future. Like Maybe. like like you 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 could, could have, have been, been a congressman. Like, you could have been down. <laughs> you could have been down in D.C. You know, breaking down the doors, taking back oh our freedom, gosh. take back our country, Jack. I would have been one of the senators rushed in wearing yeah. a gas mask Seriously. or something like that. Seriously. Oh my goodness. So so okay. Well, that was the longest riff we've ever had. Uh, but dude, it's it's uh, good talking shop, like mm-hmm. wrestling. Like yeah, I forgot we had that connection. Yeah. Um, another connection that we have, Jack. <laughs> Something a little less sure. less fun. Yeah. Uh, church hurt. Yeah. Some some church abuse in the uh, in the past. Now, yes, we we've we've uh, already had a series on our church hurt, uh, spiritual abuse, things like that. If you haven't heard that, head back uh, a few eps and uh, check that series out. I think it was really really good. But I think I think you know we we had a listener ask us to do ask us to do another ep, basically covering what happens after the church abuse has happened, right? Say you've left the church, right? Yeah. Or, you know, however the situation played out. Um, and it's a couple of years later, mm-hmm. right? What's going on? Uh, kind of the aftermath, because yeah. very often church hurt, church abuse, things like that within the local church, it takes a while to get over. Mm-hmm. Because of how deep those scars go, yeah, right. Um, and I don't know. I just kind of wanted to have. I'll be completely, completely candid. Don't really have a format for this app. Uh, I just wanted to have a candid conversation based on like one. How are we doing? Mm-hmm. You know, post all the church junk that we've gone through. Uh, what are some pitfalls that we've seen maybe in our lives or in the lives of others? You know, after a couple years down the road. Um, what are some things to look out for? Uh, you know what I'm saying, or, yeah. or, or, or some uh, some, yeah. Just 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 wanted to kind of continue that conversation, and because uh, you know the aftermath, the the prologue, if you will, is mm-hmm. a real thing with, yeah. with church hurt, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's different for everybody as well too. It's different for every situation anybody's gone through with church hurt. Um, there are guys that I know right now that are in different contexts in which they have been extraordinarily hurt by the church throughout their lives. Yeah. Um, in different ways, um, it is going to look vast, church hurt is going to look vastly different for different people of different ethnic backgrounds, I would say, as well, too. Right. Um, there's guys that I know who are, uh, they were once um, pastors, who are African American, who are not pastors, who want the church to repent of certain things, who still have some stuff that they're working through, um, yeah. and it's hard to see that um, that hurt that is basically on them like twenty four seven. It's hard to see people who have been hurt by the church. Uh, in these ways, and that's kind of puts a stain on the gospel. Sure. And um, everybody's 
every certain person who has gone through a certain type of church hurt, no matter what, still carries that with them to a certain degree. It's either easier for them because there was reconciliation that happened, or it is not easier for them because reconciliation was half-hearted or... Right, wasn't um, wasn't actual, true biblical repentance and restoration. Sure. Yeah. Right. yeah. But yeah, it's tough. Uh, it's not easy. Um, like I said, I know people who have... There's multiple different cases. I won't go into huge minutiae with them, but like they're going through a lot of different stuff. Yeah. And it's tough because uh, they are definitely trying to um, be faithful to the church, yeah. um, but also know that, man... It's uh, it's not over, yeah. Yet, so, so with the uh, with the intent of authenticity, I think, I think, uh, and I don't think we really got into it much when we were doing the up, but um, wanted to just share, like, I mean, just to take just a couple minutes each, just, just perhaps like share with our listeners some of the things that we went through. Mm-hmm. In church, because you and I have been bo- both kind of put th- through the ringer in our own in our own ways. Um, yeah, and uh, I don't know. I think it's good for people to hear that other people have gone through similar things. Mm-hmm. Um, that you're not alone on an island dealing with something that's yeah. specific to you. You know. Um, so just let's just take a few minutes each, and just uh, and then and then we can we can get into kind of how how we deal with it afterward. Just. You can be as specific or general as you want. Um, just, just kind of walk us through what happened, and then, uh, and then after a few minutes, I'll, I'll do the same thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, uh, I would say the, I mean, well, I, I would say the first case of church hurt that I really experienced was, um, kind of the collapse of Marcel Church here in the Puget yeah, Sound that's region. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say in that particular instance, uh. I would say that looking back on it, there was a lot of things that we had to repent of culture-wise within our church Sure, that we are still working through to a certain degree, um, mostly in the case of how grace is communicated to people and how we love people within our church who are members yeah. and what value really means to them, how God sees them as a person made in his image. And not only that, but a person who's redeemed by the blood of Christ and who's a part of Christ's family. And so in Marshall church, it was like, you know, we can preach the doctrines of grace all day. Sure. But the way that those are lived out, uh, was very, uh, counterintuitive to them. Yeah. Meaning, man, we were very boastful, we thought our church was the second coming of the Reformation. We thought, um, man, we we were very puffed up in kind of the brand of the church per se. And then on top of it, it was very, it was not biblical. It was like, if you want to be a leader, you better sink or swim. Yeah. There was no grace. There was like, you screw up once, you're done. It's over. And you get shamed. Well, and everything. Yeah, there wasn't any room for diversity in leaders either. Sure. Like, like you had to basically believe what Mark believed. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's yeah. just be clear. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much that. And I think also, too, there was very much a stressing on the fact that uh, there's a hierarchy within the church. Singles are kind of on that low totem pole. If you're a single man in the church, you need to get married stat. Right. 
Um, that actually led to me, you know, in a, in a failed attempt of engagement, to be quite mm-hmm. honest, I was engaged to somebody and, uh, a gal and then, uh, some, uh, I know, uh, two families came to me and said, we don't think this is right. We think that there's something wrong. And out of a night of kind of this intense prayer night with them, I realized, I realized and the Lord really brought it to my attention that I was idolizing marriage at that point in my mm, life. Wow. Because I wanted to be a leader in the church. Oh, okay. So gotcha. That was a very intense Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Uh kind of reckoning per se. Uh so that was kind of the first thing that happened. I would say the second thing that happened was I was on staff uh within my local church. I would say this is more of a redeeming view of church hurt and how reconciliation can happen through it. But I was a a local staff member on my church that I'm a part of now. Um, And one of our pastors, uh, basically my position was going away Mm -hmm. and they were integrating it into another position that would be more of a director. Um, It would incorporate different elements of hospitality and stuff like that. So basically it was like, I apply for the position or I just kind of, you know, resign or leave. And, um, I went through this very rigorous process and, uh, I was told kind of like, almost like, um, (laughs) kind of like you would in a job of like, you didn't get the job. Sorry. Sure. It, It wasn't communicated in the aspect of, Hey, we love you. We want you to still be a part of our fellowship you won't be in this capacity, yeah. but we still care for you and we want you to be here. It was like, nope, done, game over. It was communicated to me like that. And I was so, I was like devastated. Sure. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know if I was going to leave my church. I didn't know if I was just going to like press the eject button, get out of there. I really didn't know what to do. And um, through that time, really started to seek the Lord uh, in his word, in prayer with uh, my seminary professors at the time. Yeah. I confide, I confided in two of uh, uh, the elders there at my church, and I said, something needs to be done. This was what happens. I feel hurt and devastated. I don't know what to do. Um, and through that time, there was actually a lot of reconciliation that happened. There was a lot of confession of sin yep. on my part, on their part, <clears throat> there was a lot of forgiveness that happened. Um, and so why I didn't leave is because I, f- I was fighting for reconciliation yep. and was wanting this. And then after we had a period of confession and reconciliation, there was a time too where they said, Hey, um, you know, the guy that's going to be taking over your position, you can, you can either not do this or do this. We don't care either way. Um, either you can train him, you can tell him about what's going on and stuff like that, or you can completely leave it up to the other pastors to cue him in. And that was super difficult. Oh, I bet. And that was like, uh, it's like, you know, there's a certain humiliation per se that you feel, but then there's also a time where it's like, I could, I could step up to the plate and be somebody who leads in a certain way in this way. Now I'm not saying everybody has to do this because not every church hurt situation is like this. Um, and to me in my conscience, 
I was looking at it through the lens of, man, there is somebody who's better than me in this area, and I can prepare them for this, or I could just be arrogant about it and um, say, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to be, you know, your brother in Christ and help you out in this way. Right. At least for me, I was like, you know what? It was a Martin Luther moment where it's like, my conscience is held by scripture. Right. Yeah. It's held captive by scripture. And so what am I to do? Am I to just, you know, give this guy the bird and leave? Time to bounce. (laughs) Or like actually engage with him and know and try and set him up for success. And I chose to engage and uh, do the best that I could to set him up for success. Um, He is now going to plant another church um, for my local church uh, in like the kind of Gig Harbor, Port Orchard area. But um, that was immensely tough. Sure. uh, Leaving the church because I thought like I had moved... I was in Yakima, Ellensburg area at the time, and I moved over for the position and to be a part of the church on staff and everything. Yep. And then that happens and your whole world's rocked and now you kind of have to rebuild. Right. And I think that's where I started to really think about like, I think I'm going to do the bivocation yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah, uh, kind of uh, area of eldership. And um, so... So those are my experiences with church hurt. Yeah. Um, they're not, that's not going to be everybody's experience. Sure. The degree in which I went through, I can honestly say right now, I have a, a good relationship with all of our elders. We have, uh, there's been no kind of um, backbiting. There's been no backstabbing. Sure. There's always been, um, hey, we totally understand how you were hurting this and uh, we send in this area and we apologize and we own that. There's never been a time where they neglected what I said. It's always been, uh, okay, we understand that and we own up to it and we ask for your forgiveness. And so yeah. that's a completely different um, uh, story than what happened with Mars Hill and the ending of that church sure. and what happened. So, yeah, but yeah, those are kind of the two arenas in which uh, I really dealt with some stuff. Um, but I also know that, especially looking back to kind of the early church and what the early church in all of its kind of ups and downs within the early church, sure. they still stuck it out with the church and thought the church was. Yes, in all of its flaws, in all of its sin, yeah, it's still the church. Right. And it's tough because you're hurt and you want retribution and you want vengeance. Yep. But yet scripture says, <laughs> vengeance, is, vengeance mine, says, is mine, says the Lord. Says the Lord. <laughs> so, as, much as, as much as we want to say vengeance is mine, period, yeah. says the Lord, yeah. right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually God. So yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so those are my experiences with Churcher. It's not going to be, that's not the same for everybody, but that's kind of where I've been. What have you found, if, you know, if anything, now that you're a couple of you know, years out, out from that, yeah. right? Uh, you're in a different stage of life. You're you're in the elder track. You say yeah. you have you have good relationships with all the guys, which uh, praise the Lord. That's rare, yeah. Especially you know, one, it's rare staying in the church that you're at. Uh, it's rare staying in the church 
continuing to serve and stay in the church where the, where the hurt happened. Yeah. That's very rare. Sure. Right. That doesn't happen most of the time. Um, and it's, it obviously is, it's just a testament to God's grace that that, that that did happen. Uh, have you, what have you run into that, uh, perhaps any lingering consequences or, um, things that pop up? Like, does the hurt pop up? Is the question. Hmm. Does it pop up? Does it rear its head every, you know, at weird random times? Somebody says something a certain way or sure. acts a certain way. And if it does, how do you how do you go about dealing with that? Yeah, I would say that there's some times where um I I actually went through a, a time of actually seeking out a, a counselor about this as well, too. Hmm. About, hey, I feel like you know, especially from my time in the army, yeah, that really influenced some things where I had to had to figure out because a lot. I mean, the time in which I was in the army, I didn't make some of the greatest decisions as a junior officer. Sometimes, and I mean, what junior officer does? <laughs> you ever known a junior so, officer like uh, that guy's got his head on straight? <laughs> Apologies so, to all junior officers out there, but y'all are basically junior the freshmen. officers in the army. Y- y- yeah, y'all are basically like freshmen in college. <laughs> like, like it's. You made it through high school, but now you're in college and you're, you know, you're the junior officer. (laughs) So, um, yeah, there were times, I mean, in the army, it it is not the church. Right. And it is very much, you perform, and it was kind of like Mars Hill to a certain effect where you perform or we're going to just knock you down a peg. Sure. So I had that bias about every single, about at least two or three pastors within my church. And, um, you know, my biblical counselor was like, man, have you talked to them about this? Or do you say to them, hey, it seems like you're coming off this way. Are you or are you not? Basically checking your bias Mm -hmm. with them. Uh, Because that's really what needs to happen. And so I started to do that as well, too. And that really helped out. Um, I think so there's no there's no really lingering thing and even some pastors confess like they were emotionally numb sure for yeah. those times like and yeah. actually like you know there's been pastors that I know that have like confessed to me in my local church like I I've only understood that I've been emotionally numb for right. maybe like a, a couple of years now and so when they confess that, it's like, whoa, there's some deep stuff that they're going through as well, too, because of their upbringing and whatnot. And so, yeah, yeah, I think um, it doesn't, I don't think the situation within my local church comes up a lot because that was taken care of. Right. That's in, not to say that, uh, that's definitely a case study. Um, well, I mean, it's a but, testament to how you handle stuff like that. I right? think, and it's yeah. a good it's a good picture for us to see, and and sadly, it's not one that we often see, but it's super encouraging to s- actually have a testimony to where we see how church we see how the process walks out correctly, mm-hmm. and we see it resolved correctly, right? And when people are humble and actually truly love each other, like this is the result, and that's. I like it it does my heart good to hear that just because often I think we hear so much so much about the bad and so many times about the churches blowing up and members leaving and things like that like your story shows that like the, there is hope it can happen. Yeah. I think the more unresolved thing is with 
how um, Mars Hill Church ended sure. and Mark Driscoll left. Which <laughs> I didn't know if we ever going to get resolved <laughs> on that one, man. Yeah. I don't know if that's ever going to be resolved because yeah. uh, it requires uh, certain parties to repent and to... To humble themselves, and not saying it can't happen. Like I pray it does, but yeah. you know, it is it is a two way street. Yeah. Right? It does require both parties. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that that case is way more in the back or in the forefront of my mind. Sure. Than my local church now that that happened. At least I yeah. know with my local church. There was reconciliation. Yeah. There was repentance. There was confession. There was forgiveness. There was everything. Right. With Mark, we have no clue what's yeah. going on at all, you know? Dark Crystal. Uh, <laughs> Codename Dark, Dark Crystal. crystal. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Um, yeah, it is. Because A, all you see is basically a caricature. Yeah off in Arizona. Yeah, sure. Who sure. we have no clue what he's been doing. Right. As far as is he making reconciliations? Right. Is he doing anything? Because my pastors who he interacted with, they haven't heard anything. Well and and you can't dwell on that too. You know, like if that's yes, there's nothing's been resolved there. Right. But that's where really having that 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 heart of forgiveness comes mm-hmm. in. In that if you continue to dwell on that, you know, like if you were just following Mark on all the socials and just seeing like what is he up to? What is he talking about? And like judging everything he says yeah. or posts through the lens of like, well, you're you haven't reconciled, you know, that's just gonna eat you up. Yeah. You know, and it's not gonna be healthy for you. Um, because it's not hurting him. Yeah. Right. Right. The only, I mean, there's that old saying like unforgiveness is like drinking poison, waiting for the other person to die. Mm -hmm. Right. Like the only thing, the only person unforgiveness really truly hurts is yourself. Yeah. Right. And yes, forgiveness requires them to repent and ask for it. But when that doesn't happen, that's where we need to be having that heart of forgiveness. But also that I think the, the wherewithal to not be putting ourselves in situations where we are needlessly dwelling on the past because it's just unhealthy, yeah. you know, like to continue to dwell on him, what, what he did, that whole situation or continue to follow, you know, the, the current events or things like that. It's yeah. not, there's really no possible spiritual good that that's going to do you. Yeah. You know and what I'm I, saying? And I definitely, I do not follow Mark. Right. 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 Social media yeah. outlets. Yeah. The only time that I, hear it, it's his, just when I send you memes, the yeah. only, <laughs> basically send, when Josh yeah. brings it up, I do send you Mark or, memes. Yeah. Or when, um, or when he says really ridiculous stuff. Sure. Yeah, that goes yeah, against yeah. everything that he was teaching at Mars Hill. Yeah. So, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Good stuff. Well, Jack, we're, we're actually out of time. So what we're going to do, two part. Two part. Two or two. This was this was Jack's story. <laughs> Tune in next week for Josh's story. You know what? You know what's oh, funny? Got, what is? Uh, what's that? What's that? Is that movie? It's Brian uh, Brian's song with Billy D. Williams. Oh yes, and the, James the, Con, the football, the football uh, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. This was Jack's song. This was Jack's song. <laughs> That's Jack's song. I thought there was a specific song too to that movie. There probably that was, was like super emotional. It was most likely sang by Brian Adams. <laughs> let's let's be honest. Most it was likely. before Brian Adams' time. I think. What? No. It was seventies. Was it really? I think Is it, was it 60s, that old? Sixties or seventies? Yeah. It's Has that to be. old. Yeah. Wow. It was Billy D. Williams. It wasn't. 
No. It wasn't uh, Carl it, Weathers. No, it was Billy Billy D. Williams, and I'm pretty sure it was James Caan. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, I mean, I remember watching it. Yeah. I do. I remember, it's super sad. Like, he, he basically, like, it ends with him dying from cancer. Yeah. Like, it's a super depressing movie. It's not... This better not be a freaking profit moment right now. No, 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 no. No, no, no. We, we ain't doing that. We ain't doing that. Well, all right. So, we're going to... So, Jack Jack took all our time uh, with his, you know, big, big, big sob story. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Gosh. That was really unloving. I apologize. F- forgive me, Jack. I'm okay. so sorry. <laughs> I know. I do, Josh. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, we will. Uh, I, you know what? I will share next week, and Jack can ask me a bunch of questions. Oh boy, that'll here be. We go. I'm, I'm going to put you. I'm going to put you in the interview seat. <laughs> Nothing's off the table. The dun, Josh dun, Loftus dun. tells all. <laughs> this is the People's Court. I think more like like Perry Mason. Oh my god. Da 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 da. That's too jazzy for church. Right? <laughs> oh, Perry Mason is my jam, man. I love that show so much. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it is a little jazz. <laughs> you know, when I think of church hurt, I think jazz. <laughs> for some oh reason, it, it just pops into my head, and I don't know why. Yeah, it's super stupid weird. Well, Jack, we're going uh, to end this up. We're going to get you on the road because yes, sir. it's probably time that you head back to the uh, the the dark lands of Tacoma. You know what? You know what you're probably thinking in your mind. Mordor. Uh, no, not that. Um, okay. Basically, like uh, I think it was like this super nerdy and this okay. super deep All cut. Right. But it's like the last scene, like one of the last scenes of like Attack of the Clones. Okay, we're like. Dooku is going off into the Sith land of yes, Coruscant. where it's all dork. Yeah, you think Tacoma is like the Sith? That dude, you're going back to the. You're gonna kill some younglings on your way. Oh, no, yeah, you're gonna stop no. to just kill some younglings. Grogu. Oh, no, Gro- Grogu's Grogu. dead. Grogu's dead. He's so dead. Oh, Kylo Ren killed him in the Great Jedi Purge. That little cute egg sucking <laughs> toddler is dead. <laughs> So dark. Oh, it's so dark. So dark. All right, Jack, get us out of here, man. <laughs> All right, folks. If you want uh, more content from Josh and I, you can follow us on the Sociables, on the Tweaker, on the Facebook, <laughs> on the Instagram, if you will. If we haven't been banned yet. Yeah, if we haven't been banned yet. Everybody's <laughs> being banned. Everyone's being banned. Uh, so uh, you can follow us at Reformatory Pod on all those different types of Sociables. Josh, tell them about our way of monetizing us i sure will but before i do that uh i almost blanked on this f and i can't believe i did uh coffee guys i i'm 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 dead serious head on over to mcquanocoffee.com spelled m-u-k-w-a-n-o coffee.com they have subscriptions they have some amazing amazing products uh you can they've got just amazing coffee really really cool uh, artwork, really good coffee. Jack likes their coffee. I even like their coffee, and I'm not a big coffee guy. Um, but to head on over to McQuano Coffee, you can follow them at McQuano Coffee on Instagram and Facebook, McQuanoCoffee.com. Go get yourself some. Uh, and yes, while you're doing that, why don't you just also, at the same time, hit the little tab button uh, on your phone or on your internet, bring up a new page, and then type in, type into that page, patreon.com slash Podcast. And that will take you to our Patreon page, to where you will see Jack and I's smiling faces, uh, asking you, pleading with you, on our hands and knees, begging you for your money. 
<laughs> We're desperate. <laughs> we Nobody need, listens to us. We need a hero. <laughs> oh, for less than uh, like a pack of hot dogs a month. Let's be honest. A pack, a pack of 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 Hebrew nationals a month. <laughs> For a pack of Hebrew nationals a month, you did what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Are those the are those the black guys that is cosplay it? on the corner of Seventy Second and Pack Half? Like what? Hold up here! Hold on! Hold the phone! No! <laughs> Super deep cut people. Super if you know, have no cut. clue what we're talking oh, about, okay. Hebrew net. <laughs> you two can become a Patreon supporter and have your name hallowed, hallowed, hallowed through the halls of this podcast. Fat lady has indeed. So- no, it's not fat lady. It's Big, Big Eva, Eva, baby. baby. <laughs> Sorry, Eva. folks. That's all we got. Big, e- Big Eva has indeed sung. And thank you all for listening. And we will catch you on the next step of the reformatory. <laughs> Can't even get the outro right. <laughs> <laughs>